This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a lovely uh, January morning. Hopefully it's January as you're listening to this. Hopefully you're listening on time. I am the Bowtie Guy, and I'm your host here on the Mess It Up Podcast. I'm joined once again by lovely listener Bev from California. Hey, everybody. And uh, we're going to continue our um, little walk through the principles of sober recovery. But first of all, I just want to say thanks for listening. Um, Do me a favor. Share the show with somebody. Let's get more people listening. Just send a, a, a use a little share tool in whatever podcaster you're uh, or podcatcher that you're using. Uh, there's typically a tool that says you can share this show with somebody and uh, send it out to somebody. Let them know that you enjoyed it and maybe they'll enjoy it too. And that gets more people listening to the show. Um, I also want to let you know that we have fun things that we do here on the podcast. And one of the things that I think is the most fun is the word of the week, which is where we get our title for each show. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but it'll say show number whatever. And then the word of the week is the title of the show. And this week is no different. And we have a fancy word this week. It is expurgation. And expurgate, boy, you should see the face that Bev just made on expurgation. <laughs> expurgation is removing something that's objectionable or unsuitable um, in text. It's like editing. And so you're getting rid of the offensive stuff um, in, uh, in a text. Uh, it's called expurgation. I guess it has to do with purge, huh? I, I think so, yeah, yeah. It must uh, have something to do with it. Let's see. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it says one of the... One of the, the similar words is redact or censor um, hmm. or clean up. So uh, so there you go. Um, expurgation. If you can use that word in a week, uh, in a sentence this week, give yourself 10 extra points. Uh, keep those bonus points going. You know, it's a new year. I don't know if you start your accounts fresh with January for your <laughs> bonus points or if you just keep them rolling in a lifetime account. But uh, anyhow, bonus points for you for doing that. And I'm sure you'll be happy with it. If you would like to help support the show financially, you can do it for as little as a dollar a month through our Patreon platform. Uh, Go to messituppodcast.com, click on the Become a Patron button, and you can do that. Or if you want to give directly to the ministry without any middleman uh, taking uh, money, we found out that Patreon does take 8%. Not a bad deal, but still, um, it's not all of it. Um, You can text the word MUM because... Mum's the word. Uh, text the word mum to 760-WALLS-CA, W-A-L-L-S-C-A, and that will take you to our giving platform uh, through church teams. And 100% of that is tax deductible uh, on the Patreon. Uh, 92% is tax deductible because that 8% uh, we can't give you a tax deduction on. Uh, but we appreciate all of you who help make this thing go. It's it's um, pretty cool to know that people are supporting us. We were at church last night. Our church is having a, a revival right now, and they brought in a missionary, and they highlighted another missionary who is here in our church that does stuff. And, you know, that's the thing with being a missionary is you are 100% uh, donator-supported, uh, you know, financially. That's where your, your salary comes from, and that's where we are with the podcast is that's where any money that we get uh, comes from at. 
this is my job. Um, so uh, all of you who are doing that are helping to pay uh, for gas from when we go to the prisons. They're helping to pay for supplies and also just helping to um, uh, support uh, struggling podcasters everywhere and specifically right here. Uh, so I thank you all for your financial support. It is greatly appreciated. Um, if you want to find us on all of the typical social media places, we're out there. Somebody finally went on Reddit. Ooh. Yes, somebody went on Reddit and got a Starbucks card out of it. <laughs> it was just that easy. It only took like, I don't know, I think six weeks. So please, people, take a little bit of time out of your busy days. And I do know that you're busy, but take a little bit of time. Just go to Reddit. You say, I don't know what Reddit is. I don't want to. Listen, Reddit is just a place where people post things and and. Um, I keep up with um, uh, people in recovery. It's great. I get to hear all sorts of recovery stories on uh, Reddit by going to the Celebrate Recovery subreddit. And that's what we want to have on our Messed Up Ministries subreddit too is just all these awesome, awesome stories. So please check out our subreddit and um, uh, that'll be... That'll be fun for you, hopefully, fun for me as well. So uh, thanks for taking part in that. And now, as they say, on with the show, right, Bev? That's right. Yeah. So um, we're talking about the principles uh, on our, our little podcast here. And the principles, as we said last week, are something that when John Baker got the idea for Celebrate Recovery, he was talking with his pastor, Rick Warren, and Rick came up with a, an eight-part sermon series called The Road to Recovery, and Rick being Rick made an acrostic for uh, the word recovery, which has eight letters, and he took eight of the uh, verses from the Beatitudes and put them with the, the principles of Celebrate Recovery that we now come to know as, you know, the principles of Celebrate Recovery. And so today we're looking at principle number two, and principle number two is the E in recovery, and it says, earnestly believe that God exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. And Bev, can you, do you have the, the beatitude there? I do. Um, it's Matthew 5, 4, happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. All right. And, and you made a comment right before we started, and I decided to wait and just talk about it <laughs> on air. What was the comment you made before this, Beth? Um, I, I think I understand why they use specific beatitudes for specific um, uh, 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 principles. I'm sorry. I couldn't think of that word. Um, I but, get it. That's, it can be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> words are hard sometimes. Sometimes. But this one confuses me. I don't understand what mourning has to do with this principle. Well, if, if, if you, if, as, as I look at it, and I'm not uh, Rick Warren, uh, far from it, uh, but I see at the end of this principle, it says, you know, that I matter to him and he has the power to help me recover. So if I'm in, if I'm recovering from something and, and that I'm feeling like I don't matter, that is me mourning. That's me crying out. That's me asking hmm for help. And and when I mourn, it's me, you know, feeling that 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 past and that um the difficulties 
of of the past, and that's how I interpret it. Now, it could be mm. completely different um, from what Rick had. And, and hey, Rick, if you're out there listening, <laughs> come on in and tell us your specific thoughts on that. I don't mind. But that's that's what I get from it. That's where I see, you know, that people who are mourning are, are needing to recover from their pain. Mm-hmm. And, and God has the help or mm-hmm. the power to, to help me do that. I can't mm-hmm. do it on my own. That makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yes. So um, so this thing, earnestly believe that God exists and that I matter to him. Um, it, it's, it's a three-part. I, I, I have three jobs here. I have to earnestly believe that God exists. I have to... You know, know that I matter to him and I have to know that he has the power to help me recover. All of these things are between me and God. These are, are, are actions that I'm taking that reinforce my understanding of God. Is that, uh, does that seem reasonable? That does seem that? reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, mm-hmm. um, and I know that, you know, it's, a, it's a, an acrostic. So earnestly was something that, you know, Rick was looking for an E word for recovery but but when we do something earnestly it's it's not it's not namby pamby no it's not you know it 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 we're doing it intentionally maybe that was yeah. the word i was mm-hmm. was going for was mm-hmm. intentionally um that it's it's there's a purpose to it and that it is um i mean it you know, mm-hmm. there's there's some weight behind it. There's some seriousness. There's some some conviction, some sincerity, some belief that it's like I'm putting all of myself into this. It's an honest effort, not not withheld uh, of anything, and just to know that God exists is. You know, we talk about it in church a lot. You know, that Satan believes that God exists. That there's a difference between believing that God exists, trusting Him, and putting right. your, your right. faith in Him and following Him. Um, you had an interesting conversation with a lady over dinner um, on Saturday, and you you were telling me about it. Can you do you know which one I'm talking about? I, I uh, don't. You, you were talking. And the, the person asked <laughs> Saturday that, was like two days ago. How do you ago. know that you're going to heaven? Oh. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yes, uh, we were sitting at dinner, and um, this person asked me, well, she, she made this statement, I have a friend who says she knows that she's going to heaven. She said, how can anybody know that they're going to heaven? And, and I said, well, you have to, I have to go to the Bible to understand what is required for me to go to heaven. And it's very simple. The, the simplicity of it is just like, sometimes we make it hard. But the simplicity of that is all we have to do is accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior by asking him to be the Lord of our lives. And she said, that confuses me. That confuses me. I still don't know how. And, and in my mind, I can imagine that many people who have not experienced that make it a whole lot more difficult than it needs to be. In other words, it seems to them like it's unattainable. Like we can't possibly get there. We can't know that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. Yeah. So. And, mm. and, and this step or this, this principle, and it goes with step two. Step two, by the way, says we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Um, it is 
a lot to me like um, step number six, um, which you know says we're entirely ready to have it. It's one of these things that we are, it's a preparatory action. There's nothing that I'm doing in step two or in principle two that is uh, an action on my part. It's a preparatory action. I'm preparing myself mentally, spiritually, for what I'm going to do next, which is the, you know, the surrender. And it's, I think it's good when we look at these steps because and principles, and it's based on a process, a progression of things. And we can't do one until the other one is taken mm-hmm. care of. And a mm-hmm. lot of times, it's a preparatory deal. You know, I can't have dinner until I go shopping for the food. I can't go shopping for the food until someone grows the food. Someone can't grow the food until they plant the food. And it's just all these things that that are required before I can actually do the thing that I think that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and there's so much more behind it. I used to talk to kids at Starbucks about coffee and how much went into that cup of coffee. It wasn't just you walking over to the spigot, pouring coffee into the cup. There's a lot of stuff that goes into making that cup of coffee. A lot of lives um, spend a lot of energy to make that cup of coffee happen. And for our recovery to happen, we've got to have these things in place before we can do the and I'm air quoting hard work of recovery. <laughs> yeah. We've got to do the spiritual work of recovery and prepare the ground for what's coming next. And I think that that's what this this step is here. You know, we're earnestly believing, and then that you know that he exists, that I matter to him, and that he has the power to help me recover. And when I look at this, earnestly believe. Is and I, I could be wrong about this in, in my grammar. So if I'm using the wrong grammar terms, please call me out, put it on Facebook, whatever, <laughs> let me know. But I believe that earnestly believe is it, it, it's, I don't know, is that a predicate? It's something that has to happen in order for the other stuff to happen. Yes. That it, 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 it deals with it, it, it modifies the thing. So God exists. Well, what? I earnestly believe that. Earnestly, you know, I mattered him. What? Earnestly believe that I matter him. He has the power to help me cover. Earnestly believe it all points that he back has to that, right? The power mm-hmm. to to help me recover, and I've got to, I've got to be committed in this process. It's not just drop in, and and I I don't know how it is on the ladies' side of the barn, but on the guys' side, so many guys drop in because they're trying to put a fire out, and they look at it and they say, okay, I've got this. I understand. All right. I'm out of here and they leave because now they can do it. And I think the one thing that goes wrong or one of the things that goes wrong is this lack of preparation, this earnestly believing. Because if I earnestly believe that I matter to God and that he has the power to help me cover, then I will in the future keep remembering those things and keep believing on those things. Uh, We talked about, you know, uh, John the Baptist and in our, our, our 260 study and you know he believed when he baptized Jesus but then when he's in prison he's like send your guys tell him are you really that guy um, and it can be just so difficult to maintain that sometimes throughout life when everything comes at us from a different way because the enemy is chipping at us 
from multiple different angles. Right. He's not just taking the same tack. You know, Michelangelo didn't create his statue of David by taking a chisel and a hammer and tapping on the same spot in the same direction over and over again. Mm-hmm. He went multiple, multiple ways, and 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 that's how how we get chiseled out, and that's how we get worked on by God and as well as by the enemy working on us to try to break us down. I was um, I was looking at this. There's a lot of things that I was thinking about this. Number one, I'm so sorry that recovery is not spelled recovery because in my book, this would be the very first principle, the E. Um, to me, it's pivotal. This is my favorite principle. Um, and maybe my favorite because it's the hardest one for me that I have to keep coming back to, which is why I think it's perfect that they chose the word earnestly, Mm -hmm. because earnestly to me says you continue to do it. You don't just do it once. Um, And every time you continue to do it, it is an intentional process. But the reason why I say that um, I think that it's so important is I feel like not only does everything point back to the earnestly believe that God exists like you were talking about but I think that every one of the principles points back to this one principle Um, the reason why I say that you said you couldn't speak for the women of the world well since I am one and um, (laughs) I I shouldn't probably do this because not, not every woman thinks like I think but I see this as a three part um step and i i believe that when i break it down earnestly believe that god exists that's one part of it that i matter to him that's another part of it and he has the power to help me recover is the third part of it now if i ask most of the women that i know about this particular um uh, step this particular um, principle. I don't know why I'm having trouble with the word principle today. Um, you'd think being a school teacher, principle would be a word that I would think of a lot, wouldn't you? Well, this isn't the principal. <laughs> this is the principal. I know, but it still sounds the same. I would say that nine out of the ten of the ladies that I know would say of those three parts of this principle, the middle part is the hardest that I matter to him. Mm. Um, I feel like nearly every lady that has spoken in my small, small group when we meet on Friday nights and we break into our small open share groups, I would say nine out of 10 ladies say, I never feel like I'm enough. I don't feel like I deserve God's grace um, and that I'm not really that important in life. Mm. They're hard on themselves. I'm hard on myself. I don't know if that's our nature. I don't. I don't know. Um, I've heard people say that that men, you know, that women are the heart of God, you know, and that men are the. Um, uh, they're like the logic of God. They're the they're the thinking part. The mm-hmm. the part that. I don't know what the word is there. I can't fill in the blank. It sounds like, you know, reason and emotion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, myself, I find that middle part difficult. I have no problem believing that God exists. And maybe that's just because I've heard his name from the crib, you know, from the time I was 
able to hear, hear and understand, I heard the word God. I knew that he was more powerful than we were. Um, I knew that he had the ability to make me well when I was sick. I remember my parents praying over me and then I would get well and knowing that he had that power. Um, I have no problem believing that he is who he says he is, but I do have a hard time sometimes expecting and understanding that, that I matter to him. I think it's because I feel small in its presence. Um, when you and I were in Hawaii uh, the time before last, and we walked across the bottom of the volcano crater, mm-hmm. um, I remember looking from the top down, watching people make that hike, and they looked like little ants down there. And then when I got down there and I looked up, I felt like that little ant. Like I was a really, really small part of a very large world. Yeah. Um, and so to think that God in all of his power and his authority and his wisdom and his strength would care about me wondering, um, how am I going to do on an interview? Or what should I do about this person who keeps you know, pestering me? Like, why in the world would he care about those things? But the Bible says he does which leads to me to my, I guess, my real comment, and that is this is really only available to us through pure faith. Yeah. It's all faith. It, it has to be faith. Uh, and if we don't have that, we're really stuck because nothing about this is something you could put your hands on. Yeah. You know, we can't really see yeah. God. We can see what he does, like they talk about, like the wind blowing that you could feel the wind um you don't see that you're important to him because i get up in the morning and life just happens i forget that all the good things that come to me are because they're gifts from god right yeah. and and you know you said life just happens and I'm, I'm looking at the clock and i'm gonna jump in here on our song of the week because life happens and it's awesome when then when jesus happens yes because uh that's what makes the difference for those of us who have them, that's that's what the difference is. And so um, we have a song here called Jesus Happened by Baylor Wilson that we're going to listen to. So I'm going to give you about 90 seconds of Baylor Wilson. And uh, we'll come back on the other side to talk about Jesus happening. And we'll talk about putting this principle two into action. How do we put shoes on this bad boy and have it walk around? So here's 90 seconds of Baylor Wilson.
There you go. A little bit of uh, Baylor Wilson. Um, I, I thank uh, Faith in Oregon, Listener Faith, for um, suggesting not this song, but this artist a while back. And I was just exploring, and I thought, Jesus happened. That's interesting. And so I pulled this song out, and I dig it. Bev, tell, you, uh, tell me what um, stood out on this song for you. Um, it, I think it was really kind of cool. I have been reading Romans uh, in my Bible, and this part just jumped out at me because it's exactly what I was reading about. It says that, um, huh, I lost my place. Here it is. Because um, everything's new. Oh, the old is dead and gone. Redemption is my story. Resurrection is my song. Um, and the part that I was reading in Romans was talking about um, when we're, when we die to self, then sin no longer is our master. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't tell us what we have to do. We can choose to do something different. And, uh, I like to grow plants. I, and I'm sick when one of them dies. I just, I'm sad when I look at that you know, plant just start to wither and eventually it's just this old dead piece of root in there and you dig it up and you throw it out. Um, and I, I think there's no way that I could bring life back to that plant. Once it's dead, it's dead. And it really brings up a word picture for me. Like that's the way I want to be with sin. I want it to be so dead that I can't even if I wanted to, I couldn't bring it back. Yeah. Couldn't make it start ruling my life again. Yeah, you know? yeah. And sometimes it's instead of like that plant that dies, it's like grass that goes dormant, and you put water on it in the springtime, and it comes back. Yes. For me, that's that yes. can be. And I, I I like that analogy of being dead, not dormant. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's good. Um, for me, the the last line of the chorus jumps out, and it says, "He started taking the lies away," mm. and because I work on a different time paradigm than God, you know, my forgiveness is instant. But my acceptance of it and the results from a worldly standpoint sometimes take a while to bake. And, you know, like I've said, you know, just because you put the cake together doesn't make it a cake yet. It needs the time in the oven. And... Sometimes it takes a while for me to stop believing the lies, to stop believing the negative that's been said and to believe that I matter. Yeah, and yeah. And that um, I'm important to God, just like you were saying in that, that principle too. That, well, that hard part is that I matter to him mm -hmm. and to earnestly believe that I matter to him is, uh, yeah, it, it might be one of the most difficult things in recovery lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll ask you a question. How long has it been since somebody came up to you and said, what happened to you? You, you know, you're different. Um, it's been a while mm -hmm. to me because I, I feel like I've been living a fairly consistent lifestyle but I do get comments from people who have known me for a long time who say, you know, that they, not necessarily that they see that I'm different than I used to be, but what I more frequently get is, 
why are you different than me? Mm -hmm. That's the question that I think Mm -hmm. people pose to me or, or the observation that they make is that I am dealing with things in a different way than they are. Um, the guy I just went to, uh, on a trip with this weekend has told me that he's like, you know, you are, you're able to smile and, um, have a, a positive, hopeful outlook, even when things go wrong. And uh, a good friend of mine who's a pastor says, you know, I wouldn't be able to be as positive. I would have quit a lot more things than you've quit if I had to go through the things that you've gone through because I just wouldn't want to put up with it and I would have given up on this ministry or this person or this whatever far sooner than you've I would have I wouldn't have gone stuck through it long enough for it to be successful because I would have quit it when it started getting difficult and and so that's I think what I wind up hearing more than mm-hmm. you know you're different than you used to be um, yeah I I feel like that um, I pretty much hang around with Christians I don't I don't I, I just don't follow those circles Um but I wonder if sometimes I don't want, don't need to launch out and um, let myself be with people that are not Christians. Get into E three. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense to our podcasters. It you'll have to explain. You know, I will explain it. At some yeah, point. yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think I have kind of answered my own question about what this beatitude has to do with this, nice. because when you just now said. People, you know, how, how do you keep going? They ask you that. And you can say, well, it's Jesus, you know, Jesus. It's not me. I don't just wake up every morning saying, today is the day I'm going to have a good attitude. No, that, that will fade real fast. But it's because of a heart change and what Jesus does in you that you're able. And that explains to me that when we're in a position of mourning, um, whatever that's over, that God is the one that provides the comfort. And I, I think my mistake was that I was saying mourning as in grief, losing a loved one. That's the only way I could see mourning being used. And so I wasn't catching that, that it could be mourning could be over a lost life, you know, a spiritual life, you know, something spiritual. Yeah. 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 And, and hopefully, um, you know, when people are looking at our lives, that our lives are not pointing to ourselves. Our lives are not pointing to something that we've done, but our lives are pointing to what Christ has done in us. One of the things that I pray on a daily basis is for a lack of strength so that I can't be strong enough to do stuff, that I can only do it through Christ's strength. And... Um, uh, you know, Kevin, who's been on the show from time to time, you know, comments about that and, and, and talked about it on Friday night when he uh, taught at CR that, you know, he didn't understand that when he first met me. He's like, why? You know, pray for strength. We want to be strong. And so, yeah, if, if I'm strong, then I'm doing it. I, 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 will, I, I will gladly accept God's strength, but I don't want my own strength to carry me through. I don't want to have enough strength to get through it. I want God to be able to give me whatever I need so that he's the one 
making the footprints in the sand. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would I would just as soon have none of my footprints touching the sand because then it becomes about me and I run away and, and you see the footprints diverging mm-hmm. um, instead of just mine disappearing. Um, so um, thanks, Baylor, uh, for a good song and a good, uh, you know, uh, discussion about that. But getting back to our, our principle here, uh, you know, we, we talked in the first half about what it is. What does it look like? What does it look like? We talked about the struggle. And I think that what you said, the struggle that your lady friends have, I think that that's common with men as well. Might not be able to articulate it. Might have a little bit of pride that they have to dig through to, to say that they're um, struggling with worth. But um, what does it look like to put principle two into action in life is what I kind of want to get at here. And and to me, um, it's the earnestly word. And, and it's it's what I've got highlighted on my, my screen is the word earnestly, that I've got to do it with uh, purpose, with conviction, with gumption, with temerity, with uh, longevity. You know, I, I can't just be like, all right, I guess this is it and, and, and try it, you know. Uh, I was in Vegas and I watched a lot of people, you know, hope, wish, wish. They didn't hope. They wished that, that their luck would turn out for them and that they would, you know, this would be the time that they won. But to say that they earnestly believed it, I, I don't think so. I think they strongly wished it, but... Uh, you know, I knew from looking at it, like most of you guys are going to lose your money because I see all the lights, you know? Uh, a friend of mine struggled with their uh, utility bills this last week or this last month. And they, they were posting about how outrageous it is, the price that they're paying on stuff for utilities. And I'm thinking, okay, if it's hard for one family to pay for their utilities, how does Las Vegas <laughs> heat all the casinos <laughs> Turn on all the lights, have fountains and all this stuff. Well, it's because people are giving them a lot of money. A whole lot of money. Uh, Because they're running those utilities throughout the day. They're not waiting for off-peak hours, you know, on their their billing. They're not concerned. They're they're in the top tier of, of usage. So they're paying top dollar. And yet they're still building more casinos. So um, so they earnestly believe that people will do it. You know, they're, 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 they're putting their money where their mouth is. Just wishing that something would happen. That's not an earnest belief. And just wishing that God exists and just wishing that I mattered to him, just wishing that God could have the power to help me recover and just saying, okay, once I start feeling a little better, I'll, you know, I'll get off my meds because now I'm better. Um, that's not... That's not going to cut it. And I don't know if uh, I, I keep talking and I don't know if, if you've got anything. So I don't, I, I, I'm trying not to delay. You know, I, uh, I was holding on to a thought while you were talking. I was so afraid I was going to lose it. So I was just trying to be quiet in my own head yeah. and just calm myself down. Um, we just got solar on our house. And, um, yes, we did. Yes. She was not telling me, people. She was no, telling you. No. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> um, 
but I know that we did our research. We did our homework before we made that decision. And um, to me, what the step says is... It's principle. This principle. Thank you. I, I don't know. I think before we started this podcast today, I should have said principle like 20 times <laughs> in my head, just keep repeating it's it. It's so, easy. Yeah. And, and it, it, it does deal with step two. Yes, so that's okay. yes. Um, this principle is all about knowing God. Mm. Knowing it. There's a difference between thinking about and knowing. It, it's not the same thing. I mean, it is a definite connection that's been built um sometimes it takes a long time the reason why i said that about solar is because we wouldn't just be trusting our roof and uh, our electric bill and uh, our financial situation to total strangers um although there's a little bit of that but i can i could think that probably in any given day we trust our Money, our life, our health, our um, entertainment time, downtime, to somebody else's hands. Um, we do that when we sign a contract or whatever. But how in the world do I get to this place where I can turn my life and, and understand that my life belongs to a higher power? I can only do that by knowing God. And how do I do that? by talking to him every day and by reading his word. Mm -hmm. uh, when, I, when I look at my Bible, for so many years, I just thought of the Bible as the Bible. You know, gold embossed on the front of a leather. Right. You know, a big, like a uh, coffee table book. I mm -hmm. remember we had a big giant one with pictures in our living room when I was growing up. But to really know that the Bible is God's words um, changes my perspective a little bit. And I can't believe in him. I can't know that I matter to him. I can't trust his power to help me with anything until I know him. I know his nature. I know his love. Um, and then receive it. So put, placing my life into his hands to do those things really is like he cannot be a stranger, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. I have to know him. Has to have a relationship. Yes. You know, and, yes. and it is. This is such a relational um, principle and part of our journey that it, it is. It, it's and, – and when I – in order for me to matter to to Jesus, that necessitates a relationship. Mm -hmm. That He has a relationship with me. He knows me, and He has a relationship with me. I matter to Him because I have a relationship with Him. He mm -hmm. has a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. he, he knows who I am, and um, and it's possible to matter to someone that you don't even realize, right? Because, um. For years, I didn't know where my sister was, but she mattered to me. Yes. And and I found her and we got connected and, and then we mattered to each other. But, you know, there can be, you know, especially uh, children who have been separated from parents through adoption and, and those kind of things. There can be that thing where it's like, I don't think I matter. But to that parent who had to give them up, you matter. 
Mm-hmm. It's just that they were in a time where it was difficult and they had circumstances and and it can be easy to feel like we don't matter. We don't have value. And and if we don't have value to that person, why would we turn to that person right, for any right. help? But the fact is God loves us the most out of all the people. He loves me the most. He loves you the most. He right. loves, I'm looking at my microphone right now. You people in there, he loves the most because we are just that critically important to him so you asked me what does it look like and i the first part that it said is knowing god the second thing that i think is um there's not too many things that i know of in my life where i've been absolutely offered a guarantee that have really played out to be a hundred percent guarantee you know, maybe I buy an well, and it wasn't too many years ago. I bought the blender that's in there in our mm-hmm. cabinet, and you know, it had a warranty, a guarantee, and all of a sudden the thing went out. I can't get it replaced. Yeah. You know, it's out of warranty. It's not now. a blender anymore. It's a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a really yeah. cool stand. Yeah, and pretty soon it's going to become trash. You yeah. know, but um, this is an absolutely ironclad guarantee. It's a guarantee, which makes me question, why do I sometimes fight that, you know? Um, And it's a guarantee that gives us, um, that it builds so much possibility because of this guarantee. It doesn't stop at this guarantee. It puts possibility beyond what the guarantee is. Yes, and for us, it's a guarantee and that possibility and that reaching out has to do with the song that we just listened to. And that is that other people will see that change and want that. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. if we're living right, yeah. uh, want that guarantee for their life. Uh, don't forget you're going to talk about the E3. Oh, I, I wasn't going to talk about the E3 on this. I was going to talk about the E3 on another show. Oh, okay. Uh, in the future. Now people are yeah. going to be baited. Keep tuning in. That's, yeah. yeah. That's what we call a hook. Okay. Yep, that's what we call a there hook. There we go. Yep. So, um, uh, yeah, it's um, it's interesting that these steps and principles are so brief mm-hmm. in words, mm-hmm. but carry such meaning and depth. Uh, in life and uh, it's just really I love being able to just get in and dig into it because you know we're here we're going to do uh, a podcast on uh, a sentence basically yes and it's got one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty words and most of them like half of them are words like I and the two you know, me, mm-hmm. little shorties, you know, but we've spent, you know, 45 minutes almost talking about that, those sentences. And when we get in and dig into it, there's so much nutrition in the scrap that we see. And it's why it's important to know what you believe. It's why it's important to get in and read your Bible and not just read it to have read it, but read it to ingest it and to understand it and to apply it and to make it work so hopefully we've been a little bit of benefit for you on that and i hear that inhale which makes me think you've got something to say <laughs> i don't know of any other way to to let you know that i want to talk and that, i guess i okay. can raise my hand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i need to have a little paddle that's like red or green yeah. you know um no I, have you ever um spun a color wheel 
you know, I remember either having like a little pinwheel where you'd spin it or actually having a color wheel that's got all the colors and you spin it, but then all the colors start to look like one. They blend into right. one color. And I was thinking that's the way these principles are. Each one can stand, stand alone, has its own message and its own amount of work that it wants you to do. But then also, when you bring them all together, they all spin together in this beautiful one color, you know, one theme. Mm -hmm. And that is that God can take our messes and turn them into a message. And it's just beautiful how that can happen. Wow. I love that. I love how you just did that. You are uh, the perfect woman to be my wife. Thank you oh, for, well. for doing marketing. And I know you didn't plan that out because that's not your style. Uh, no. That was just some uh, organic uh, Yeah. Uh, love coming through. Well, so, God is thanks. good. Hey, people, uh, thank you for being here. We'll be doing this uh, for six more weeks on our, our principles, and uh, I hope that you get something out of it. Let me know what Principle 2 means to you. Maybe maybe start a conversation on our subreddit. Go to reddit.com. It's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com, and just look for Messed Up Ministries as the subreddit, and you can get involved with that. Uh, maybe just post something on Facebook to us uh, or on uh, Instagram, a picture of you, um, feeling the love of Christ, and um, we just we love interacting with you. We love we know we we love knowing that we're doing something for someone, and and I I earnestly believe that we're doing something for someone, and that that what we're doing matters, and that you matter. And so, thanks a lot for mattering. Uh, if you want to join us um, on our uh, Discord chat server, you can become a Patreon member. Or you can also just uh, donate uh, through the uh, the text to give. Remember, mum's the word, and uh, text that to seven six zero walls c a w a l l s c a, and uh, you can join in the conversation with other people as well, and have a good time doing that. Really appreciate all that you do with us and for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.